With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> oh, shit. Recorded live. <laughs> I am so in need of some LOAS kissing because every one of my technology and utility vibrations are off. This is Lisa. Charismatic woman, and I did manage to start the call, so I'm pretty excited about that. We are on week one of LOAS Cooking. Um, we're going to make these calls pretty down and dirty. Um, today, we're just going to kind of review what we're doing, take a quick review over the material, and I mean super quick, and then do kind of a question and answer, which I don't expect a lot of questions because I think this week's material is pretty self explanatory. Um, materials, I, they're all in the forum. And when I say the forum, I mean on the Facebook or on the Charismatic Woman page. So if you want to see all the materials, they are there. And they have an audio. All of them have an audio at this point, which is the recording of the calls from last time around. So what will happen is as we record this call, I will take the old one down and put the most recent one up so that only the recent calls are up in the Charismatic Woman webpage so everybody can see the information there. Um, what I failed to do was get the introduction posted. So the introduction is posted in the Facebook group. If you're listening to this, and I suspect there are a handful of people who will be in this category where you're listening to the recording and you're getting the material, but you are not in the Facebook group yet, that's probably because you and I aren't Facebook friends. So you will need to send me a Facebook friend request and I will get you added to the group pronto because a lot of stuff goes on in the group as we kind of move through this course including the introductory material. Um, so in the introductory material, and I'm assuming everybody who's here has had a chance to look through it, what we did very specifically there was write kind of a description of our big vision or big dream. I, I kind of want to stay away from the word goal necessarily and then come up with the 15 ways that we would describe ourselves. So did you guys do that, everybody? I'm going to go around mm -hmm. the room. Actually, I'm going to go around the room and ask you to list your top, the five, the top five things on your list in terms of how you would describe yourself. So, I'm sorry, Jackie. I don't know why you always come up first. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's alphabetical and I always go in as, actually, no, it's not. I don't know why. <laughs> um, so, the top five ways that I would describe myself are persistent, I had duty orientated or oriented at least. Um, poised and gracious. Charming was another. Is that five? Is that five? Did I get five? Yeah, that's five. Okay. Excellent. So Janet, how about you? What are your five for this week? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't get the email until this morning, and I I'm practicing. I'm trying to practice not checking emails uh, first thing in the morning. So I didn't even see it until 9:30. So and it's now 10 o'clock. So I haven't I haven't even had a chance to read it yet. Sorry. 
All right, you're excused for being on the opposite end of the planet. Um, Elizabeth, <laughs> I'm going to have you type yours into chat. Leah, how about you? Um, I missed that part of the homework. Like I read the LOA Ask Kick in Week 1, um, but I didn't see coming up with a list of five. But I did it really quickly because I'm pretty consistent with what I think of myself. Uh, I put type A, compassionate, smart, driven, funny, and cerebral. I think that's six. I'll take off type okay. A. I was going to suggest that for you. That makes sense. I would do that. Um, Nikki, what you got? Um, yeah, I went ahead and did all 15. So for my five, I said adventurous, creative, bold, passionate, and artistic. I like it. And Liana, how about you? Uh, my top five are strong, confident, risk taker, passionate, and assertive. Okay, excellent. So the reason we did 15 here instead of just five is that because I think that we tend to have sort of a top-of-the-mind view of who we want to be, which paints sort of the high-level picture. And by going for 15, we dig in a little bit deeper to who we want to be or what we want to create for ourselves in terms of identity. Elizabeth says her five are sexy, creative, divine, feminine, and powerful. I would say that is almost word for word, actually, what my top five would be also. Um, and so what we're going to do as we move forward is rotate. Um, you're going to put these five on a post-it note and put them where you see them regularly. For those of us who live with people, do that as you may, but get them up someplace. Um, and then every week we'll rotate them out for the next five on the list and the next five on the list so that we're really getting sort of a top-of-the-mind focus on an even greater picture than just these first top five. Um, I kind of went back through my notes from when we did this before, and my top five were really similar. And it changed, actually. The top, I mean, the whole 15 list is significantly different than it was a year ago or a little over a year ago. And I was kind of surprised at how that evolved. Um, so for some of you who have done this before, and I, you probably don't have notes in front of you, do you think your top five or the list of 15 has evolved, or do you think it's pretty much the same? I'm pretty certain mine's evolved. In fact, I'm absolutely certain. Um, my words are stronger than they were before. Mm-hmm. Janet? Uh, sorry, I had myself muted. Um, again, mm-hmm. I, I kind of don't know what we're I talking about. I keep calling on you, and so I'm going to yeah. stop. I won't do that again. Thank Leah, you. you did this with this last year, didn't you? I did, actually. And uh, what I know is that... Um, I had used my top five in the past as what I thought was the most valuable pieces of what I did versus thinking about, because I can see in my choices that they're different, that um, that now I allow myself to recognize the pieces that aren't um, monetary or outwardly rewarded, if you know what I mean. Like, like being compassionate yeah. and funny. And because those two qualities last year, I wouldn't have added them to my list because I didn't see them as valuable. Right. I I think that there is, when I look at my full list of 15, I can see that I added some things in that were very similar to that um, where I didn't have as high a value on them. I It's something along the lines of healthy and vibrant is obviously mm-hmm. on my list this year, which I wouldn't have thought to, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have even considered to include it, strangely. 
but given my evolution over the last year, it has seemed more important. So, good. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, so I want to buzz through really quickly. Got it here somewhere. The rules of the road. Okay. So the rules of the road, and these are rules that we'll follow every day, I mean, preferably every day for the rest of forever. And I think most of this is pretty self-explanatory and we shouldn't need to write this stuff down. But as a group, I know us, and I know that we probably, many of us aren't hitting these. And what we're shooting for here in the next 30 days or so is a, a fairly significant shift in energy. And so taking care of ourselves in like a really prime way is going to be really important. My dogs are going to bark. That sucks, but I'm not going to try and mute myself. Um, The first rule of the road is you will get the sleep you need. Um, So that's why Janet gets a pass on being prepared for class because, I mean, sleep is a big deal. And I think this time of year particularly, it's interesting that we've hit it in the States that the daylight savings time shift and, you know, it will kind of hit a different parts of the world where time changes happen. Um, sleep is a big deal. Best quality food available to you. So that may mean either the most nutritious and healthiest food or the most decadent and delicious food. I don't care which that is, but we're looking for the highest vibration in terms of the food that we're feeding ourselves. Um, really, really trying to kind of hone in on that vibrational quality of the food rather than maybe even the specific nutrient content or the calories or whatever. I mean, we're looking for high vibration nutrition. Um, Fresh air and hydrate every day. It's funny because when I first wrote this, I said fresh air and somebody asked me to add in hydrate because it was important. And I would say that's much more important to me now than it was even a year ago. Um, but I think that for the kinds of changes that we could possibly make in terms of dominant vibration, those two things are really basic and really required. Um, look your best every day. And as we know, that's different for everybody. It can be different for everybody from moment to moment. But basically mean in some degree camera ready. I says in the material that if somebody came over that was unexpected, and they wanted to take a picture of you two together before you left, would you feel good about that? And so whatever that means for you, so that there wouldn't be any degree of hiding, that you could, you know, you would look your best in the best way you can for that day, that's what we're looking for. Um, Same goes with managing your space. I think that, you know, if somebody came over unexpectedly, that's a good button test for managing your space also. And... I mean, we can't maybe do it all all at once, but I would start with the spaces that are closest to us and work out in terms of the spaces that we spend the most time. Um, We're doing, obviously, the LOA nesting um, challenge right now, so there's some interesting information, some helpful tidbits going on there that everybody who's listening to this should get. Um, I think that's it. Any questions on rules of the road? Mm-hmm. Any rules of the road that you guys don't think are important or anything that you would add to a basic rules of the road list? Hmm. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. So for the week, the self-care practice is, and anybody who's worked with me, and I know that there are some people who are new in this group who have worked with me one-on-one coaching where we start with the sacred list of 10. So this is going to be really repetitive for some people. But I would really, really like us to start thinking of energy as money and start keeping an energy balance. Like, not necessarily energy as money directly, but something that we account for in kind of the same way. Making sure that we actually have on board the energy that we're spending to get through our days and preferably have more energy on board than we think we actually need so that we can put some energy in that energy bank, so to speak. Um, Do you guys understand why it's important to to have energy on board when it comes to law of attraction and working deliberate and deliberate creation? Well, I think I do, because I've already had my LOA ass kicked by someone that might be on the call. And... Mm -hmm. um, what that would mean is that um, I always remember the philosophy that if your cup isn't full, you have nothing to give. But more so, if your cup isn't full, you don't have the emotional checking account, if you will, to be able to vibrate at the right level. You just mm-hmm. you, Because you run down, you're exhausted, you're tired, and then you're cranky. You know, the halls, never be too, um, never be too hungry, too angry, too... Um, lazy, too tired, or too stressed, right? So if you don't have that bank filled, you can't vibrate it at a higher level. Nothing can change. Right. How am I doing? How am I doing, Coach? Doing good. I mean, that's pretty <laughs> much it. I think, and I think maybe even more frustrating. It can change temporarily for a day or two, but you can't sustain change. Like you can push yourself through a little bit of change, but you can't actually own it for any significant amount of time. And I think that can even feel worse where you get like a glimpse of the promised land, but you can't keep it. It makes you feel like a failure because you can't sustain it. So having the energy on board really, really matters. And keeping track of how you're, I mean, maybe not literally, but maybe literally, depending on how you want to do it, keeping track of how much energy you have versus how much energy you're burning, I think that's a pretty eye-opening, eye-opening experiment to do because most of us are spending way more energy than we really have most of the time. Anybody Mm -hmm. else have any thoughts or questions on that one? Excellent. You guys are quiet group today, but that's good. Um, Next thing we are going to do this week is the vibration shifting practice. I look back on this, and this may have been the one, the most simple thing that we do this entire program, and it may be the one that I think had the most impact for people all the way around last time around, which is rather than looking for gratitude, like something that you have, own, or possess to be thankful for. Instead, shifting from a gratitude-based focus to an appreciation-based focus, where appreciation is something that you can appreciate something that you don't have, that you wish you did. You can appreciate something from a distance. You can appreciate something up close. I mean, the exercise that we did is that you should be able to be sitting at any one place at any given time 
and look around and find 10 things that you can appreciate. And I like the sort of energy of appreciation more than gratitude for the purposes of shifting your vibration because it it doesn't feel supplicating. Like gratitude feels a little bit supplicating sometimes where you have to have something or get something to be grateful for. Appreciation is more like an observational quality and it's available to all of us at all times from wherever we are. Any thoughts or questions on gratitude versus appreciation? No, but I have one on appreciation. So sometimes it is easy to appreciate where you are because you aren't in someone's bad place. But that doesn't have a very good feeling to it. You know, um, I don't even want to give an example. (laughs) But, But you know what I mean. Right? It's easy right. to say, I'm glad I'm not that guy. And yet, that doesn't feel like a really good vibrational alignment. I mean, I am happy I am not that guy. I'll be honest. But I don't know. It just seems like it's, it's it, should be, it should be different, that you should be able to find things to be grateful for or appreciate that aren't necessarily the fact that you're just not in that guy's shoes. So I think that is a good, that's a good point. And I would avoid making any of it sort of a, a comparison, any kind of comparative value, I mean, in general, ever, but particularly with this exercise. So when I'm saying appreciation, like from where I'm sitting right now, I can appreciate the fact that my, you know, soft, sweet puppy is at my feet that I get to have a hammock that I swing in instead of an office chair, um, the extremely handsome man who walked in down in my office and is sitting on the floor. I can appreciate the fact that, you know, it's kind of warm and breezy outside. I can appreciate, um, I really appreciate sort of this warm yellow orangey color on my walls. That's That's the kind of appreciation we're reaching for, sort of, immediate circumstance or situational appreciation rather than a comparative appreciation. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. For me, the the appreciation part had so much to do with the, hey, I'm responsible for this, as opposed to, oh, look what got given to me. When I look right. around, when I look around my nest, when I think of, um, you know, the weight I've lost in the years since we did this before, Um, all the things I can actually appreciate them because I did that. I created that. I decorated that or attracted that or whatever. But the appreciation really put me into the driving seat as opposed to the receptiveness of gratitude, if that made sense. Right. Yeah, I I mean, and I don't think everybody experiences gratitude that way, but it has an energy where gratitude is about something somebody has given to you or done for you, something that you received, where appreciation is more widely available, Mm. generally speaking. Any other thoughts on appreciation and the appreciation practice? Going once. 
Moving on. Excellent. Okay. Bad habit breaking in the discipline portion. So I anybody who's ever worked with me before probably has been introduced to the rubber band. Um, I think the rubber band is one of the most effective therapy tools on the planet. And I mean, it requires a certain amount of awareness that I think most anybody who's going to show up for this program is going to have. But it also requires a lot of self-compassion. How many of you have ever worked the rubber band process before? Mm, I have. I have. Yeah. And so basically what you're doing is you come up with one dominant thought or affirmation of some sort, um, and you can pick it. I think the one I use as an example is I'm a powerful creator and the universe sends at my will. The one that Jeanette is so famous for is I'm a brilliant coach in high demand when she was building her practice. Um, but you want one. You want it to be simple. You want it to be, you know, it's really easy to come up with something pretty complicated and long and drawn out. But you want it to be something simple that you can go to really quickly and something that can kind of meet all of your crappy thoughts head on. So you're going to wear that rubber band, and when you think a crappy, self-defeating, ugly, nasty thought of any kind, you're going to snap that rubber band and say, stop it, and then divert yourself to your backup thought, whatever it is. I mean, Janet could probably do a better job of explaining why this is effective. But in short, the snapping of the rubber band interrupts the neuropathways. It like, completely stops that in their tracks. And you're in kind of a very receptive state at that point. I mean, the snapping the rubber band isn't going to cause a tremendous amount of pain, but it certainly does cause a shift in state. And because you're receptive right then and you're introducing that dominant, that next dominant thought that you are choosing, you are very suggestible to that next thought. So spend some time, a little bit of time coming up with what you want your affirmation to be and practice it, and you'll get plenty of time to practice it in the next week. But you're going to just snap that rubber band, tell yourself no or stop it, and immediately redirect to that dominant thought. The good news here is that at that point, your shitty thoughts kind of become your best friend. And the more shitty thoughts you think, the more, I mean, it actually works to your advantage because you're going to stop them and redirect and claim what you want in the moment. So you get a lot of opportunities to claim what you want. Like I have said, I mean, there's a lot of reasons for why Jeanette Ma built her coaching practice in 90 days. I think it's because she worked this process. I mean, she had many opportunities to claim exactly what she wants. So with the rubber band, you can interrupt, redirect, and claim your thing, all of your crappy thoughts start becoming very valuable assets because you're going to use them as opportunities to leverage claiming exactly what you want in the universe. I'm going to turn this one over to Janet's thoughts. Further explanation? Sorry, I had my microphone turned off. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, basically, the, it, it's that... There's that. It's like a tiny window of opportunity. That rubber band thing that just um, it gets your it gets your brain's attention off the story it's currently telling. So whatever that crappy thought is, it's a story in your brain, and it the snapping of the rubber band is a neural interruption, and it gets your brain's attention off that for a moment. And in that moment, you can 
make the switch out of the default story and use your gigantic modern human frontal neocortex and or the, the neocortex and uh, and all those those are those parts where we have the capacity to choose um, and that's the moment where we have this immense power to kind of go I'm choosing something different and if we don't have something different to use that's kind of already lined up the brain will kind of go man well the old story is still meaty power so in the absence of anything else we'll just go back to that so yeah cool bananas it's good stuff and there are so many layers to this like there's the sort of chemical addiction within the brain that gets interrupted there's you know the from a law of attraction standpoint it changes the game from just the neuro firing standpoint I mean it's it's a very 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 powerful tool and it's you know, the cost of a rubber band, which for most of us is free. And it will be as effective as you are with it. And it always, I think people are usually very surprised when they start this process, how often they're thinking crappy thoughts. I mean, when you start snapping your wrist every time you do it, you become very aware of your thoughts very quickly. And the first few days can feel a little bit like punishment. But it eases up much faster than you think it's going to once you get started. I mean, you've done it. Don't you agree, Jackie? Yep. Yep, absolutely. Works like a charm. It's, it's a good one. So that is our that's the homework for the week. I'm going to go around and make sure that nobody, I'm going to call on everybody, make sure everybody's got questions answered or any final thoughts. We'll go backwards. How about you, Nikki? Anything? No, I'm all good. Rihanna? What? Um, good. I'm looking forward to this. Okay. Leah? I think I'm good. Elizabeth, you got anything in chat? Janet? Uh, no, I'm fine. I'll, I'll read the material and um, let you know if I've got any questions in the group. I kind of doubt you will. Jackie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm fine too. Okay. So next week will take a little bit longer because I want to start the call with discussing how everybody did with this week's practices, and then we'll kind of introduce the next week's material. So I would say that next week will probably be closer to a full hour. But that's what we got for today. I love you guys. Have a great week. Thank you, sweetie. Bye. Thanks, Lisa. Bye. 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 Bye, all. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.